0: And I think one of the big fallacies that take place is if you're an entrepreneur, is tell your staff to be nicer, even train them on skills, which I can do, which will help. But look at the big picture. Technology, processes, procedures, what's there that's getting in your staff's way of delivering great customer experience.
1: Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an incredible guest lined up for you today. My guest today is actually a fellow I used to work with 20 years ago when we were both at ClearNet PCS. He has since become one of the top thought leaders in North America dealing with the customer experience. For six years in a row, he's been in the top Fifty folks that ICMI, the Institute of Call Center Management, has recognized as being the best of the best. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Mike Aoki. Welcome to the show, Mike.
0: Thanks, Nikki, and thanks for having me on the show. it's great to reconnect with you as well.
1: Can't believe it's been twenty years now since the old Clearnet uh, PCS days. I know, right? Time flies when you're having fun. So Mike, it's it's really a privilege to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on. I know you. I know a little bit about you, but my listener doesn't. And let me tell you who my listener is. My listener is someone just like you. They're an entrepreneur. They're a hero. They want to make the world a better place with the skill set they bring into the world. They listen to the show to learn from you, to be inspired by you, to get a little courage from you, to go out there and be better than they were yesterday in terms of the people they serve, in terms of what they do to help their business make the biggest difference it possibly can in the world. For them to be able to do that, they need to get to know you. They need to get to feel your heart. Tell us your backstory, Mike. How'd you get to be the great Mike Aoki? Well, I actually, began on the front
0: lines like most of us did. So working in terms of a telecom company, of course, doing as a frontline agent back in my early 20s, really focused on delivering that great customer experience or back then they called it customer service, but being able to help out with that and then move from that area in terms of offering customer service because of my sales background previously moved on to become a sales trainer. So I was actually able to go and train a number of different dealerships all across Ontario, and that was quite interesting as well. Looking in terms of the different needs that all these smaller entrepreneurial businesses, these dealerships, had, just like your listeners, having you know very entrepreneurial attitudes and really focusing on customer experience and sales as a differentiator. And again, I had both the sales background and the call center background to be able to address that. Then went on again over to Clearnet, uh, became the manager there for their training team, and then in 2001 struck out on my own, and i actually spent the last 19 years. As April April 12th, 19 years in business in my own business traveling across the country speaking and training on customer experience and one of the biggest things I'm glad to, that you had me on the show is the fact that you know for entrepreneurs their customer experience what they offer their customers their clients the the feeling the experience the the service that they provide is a key differentiator it's one of the ways you
1: stand out as an entrepreneur You know, it's funny, Mike. I have a Facebook show that I do. It's called Stand Out from the Sea of Sameness. I borrowed that phrase from the great Dr. Nito Kubain who is a uh, a near billionaire and the president uh, of High Point University in the United States. Nito is one of the greatest speakers in the world. I think he's been ranked the number one speaker in the world by the National Speakers Association down in the United States many times. And he talks about standing out from the sea of sameness. I really like what you just shared. I think it's very important to speak in terms of experiences because today information is so freely available. In fact, most information is available for free, but experiences are dear. Experiences are something valuable, Mike, and I'm really glad that that's the area and sandbox in which you play. So thanks for coming and sharing that with us. Oh, you're very welcome, Nikki. Thank you. So Mike, talk a little bit about what this focus on customer experience means can and can help do for people who are out there who are looking to bring that into what they do to serve the people they're looking to serve?
0: Well, you know, Nick, I think one of the biggest differences is having to get that mindset shift for entrepreneurs and and for, you know, small business owners away from the idea of customer service, not customer experience, customer service being simply a department, being your frontline people talking to your customers or a call center, or if you're in a retail environment, your store staff or your servicing staff, that is one aspect of the overall customer experience package. But that customer service piece, and a lot of entrepreneurs think, well, if they just train the front line better or tell them to be nicer to people, that alone will do it. The reality is that customer experience is an overall picture, not just the customer service team, but the overall experience that takes place. To give an example, if I were to walk into, say, a restaurant you know in a restaurant location be greeted by the host or hostess and that'll be my first example of customer service are they smiling are they friendly do they greet me promptly you know i'll be seated at the table and actually talk to the waitress or waiter and again are they friendly do they listen do they get the order done accurately that's the customer service piece but behind that though are things like what is the you know what is the actual you know what are the chefs doing are the ingredients fresh? Does the food taste good? That's not customer service. That's actually the quality of the food and the preparation of the food. But that's part of my customer experience that takes place. When I pay my bill, when they bring out the little credit card machine, does it work properly? You know, um, you know, is that done? Again, that's not, you know, the, the host or hostess or waiters or waiters. Is, uh, you know, fault. It's actually more of the equipment side of things, but it's still part of my experience. If it's slow, if it's buggy, if the little printing thing, get the, the receipt gets jammed in the printer, that's a part of the experience. And so I think one of the key differentiators for a entrepreneurs is there's a tendency for them because there's specialists in their particular area to tell their staff to simply be nicer to people or be friendly, you know, big motherhood statements, but don't look at the overall customer experience, the, the technology, the, the processes that are there, that's where a lot of the really big payoffs take place. When you improve those processes, when you get those barriers out of the way of your staff so they're able to go and help customers. You and I probably experienced this before walking to retail stores where the staff, as much as they want to help says, no, head office says we can't do that, right? So there's those aspects (laughs) that take place, the bigger customer experience. And I think one of the big fallacies that take place is if you're an entrepreneur is tell your staff to be nicer, even train them on skills, which I can do, which will help. But look at the big picture technology, processes, procedures, what's there that get that's getting in your staff's way of delivering great
1: customer experience. You know, that's very powerful. Last week we did one of the events that we do every every year, several times a year, and it's called it was called the Q1 2020 E-Circle Academy immersion and we, we we call it an immersion because it's the ultimate mastermind for heart leaders and thought leaders. And we put together a pretty, pretty phenomenal event, right? There was a lot of great things that happened in the event we We had uh, food for people for breakfast and lunch. We connected people with to one another. We gave away lots of books, like free books we charge a, a good buck for this, right? And mm-hmm. all that stuff was awesome and people loved it. We had incredible speakers, but there were a couple of glitches. One of the glitches was technology, right so i uh, I, I didn't have everybody's presentation on my laptop, people brought in their own laptops, and inevitably there were issues with that. So there was some, some delays in getting the presentations up and going. You know what, it's not a huge deal, but it's it definitely takes away from the customer experience. So one of the things that we're definitely gonna look at next time is make sure we have all the presentations from all the speakers on one laptop so it's seamless, we'll have tested it the night before, all that good stuff, right? That makes the experience better. Isn't that the sort of thing you're talking about, Mike? Well, it is exactly. That's just it. Every aspect of the experience,
0: not just the quote unquote customer service department, every part of the company has to go and deliver that great experience. You
1: know, that that that, that's that's really, really important. And people actually are willing to pay more for great experiences, aren't they? Well, they are exactly. And think about, you know, yourself as a customer. You
0: want great experiences. And when you look at millennials, especially, survey after survey shows that not just in the customer service area, but in general in life, they want great experiences. They want to feel good about their interactions. But not just to be a, a transaction, but part of but part of a relationship, a bigger picture in some way. And you need to be able to deliver that or you're gonna lose those customers.
1: You know, my mentor, Mark Von Muser, who is probably the single greatest heart leader when it comes to teaching people around sales, said to me one day, "Nikki, it's not a numbers game, it's a people game. That's always stuck with me. Such a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. And experiences are it's really so at true. the end of the day about people, right? exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's really powerful stuff. So, Mike, let's get a little deeper into this whole experience thing. What are some things that we can do ourselves in order to make the experiences that customers have with us more powerful, more memorable, more likely to get them to want to keep engaging with us? Well, I think one of the biggest things is just get to know your customers ask those
0: questions, find out what your customers are looking for. You know, why do they choose you? Why do they like your service? What else do we like to see from you? What else could improve your service? And part of this too, is not just do it in terms of surveys, because again, just saying, you know, asking a customer to click a B or C doesn't really tell you what's in their heart, as you mentioned, but actually having conversations actually talking to and finding out about your your customers and what they're looking for. And that's going to be really crucial as well when it comes to entrepreneurs because bear in mind in the enterprise space, the large corporate space, they are doing a lot of work in terms of artificial intelligence and using artificial intelligence programs to scour information about people to find out more about them. Now, that, again, is more analytical, more data-driven. It gives big-picture trends, not individuals, but it does give those big enterprise areas a lot of information. And so as an entrepreneur, if you're going to compete with that in your niche, you can compete with it by one-on-one getting to know your customers and also asking your frontline staff as well about your customers. What are they looking for? Because in many cases, you're, you know, depending on what your operation is like, your frontline team, call center, your shipping staff, delivery people, whatever that is, they typically know more about what's going on at the street level than you would know. And so, again, asking them as well and gaining that information. And that's really important because as an entrepreneur, you've got to really be able to help expand your niche or at the very minimum defend your niche anyway. From these big companies that are going to have, be using massive AI programs to learn more about, uh, about demographic data. So, this one of the biggest things is get to know your customers.
1: You know, it, it almost is like the old days when you had the neighborhood store. And the the guy who ran the neighborhood store, the lady who ran the neighborhood store, knew everything about all their customers, right? They knew their names. They knew their kids' names. They knew their kids' birthdays. They were ready to really cater to what that customer wanted because they took the time. They cared, right? Exactly. That's just it. And that's your
0: advantage as as a small business owner, as an entrepreneur, is having that kind of focus. Because a big company with 600 locations can't do that. They can use AI to get broad demographic data, big trends, but they won't be able to get that one-on-one warmth, that feeling, that loyalty, you know, to generate that loyalty and experiences so people come back to you. And that's very important because you need to be able to compete in some way, and the human touch is the way to compete for a small business.
1: Yeah. The human touch is the way to compete. I actually think that the biggest competitive advantage we have as entrepreneurs and and, and as people is how much we care. And as a thought leader, as a heart leader, and that's really the, the center of our movement these days is we're teaching people how to really be heart leaders as well as thought leaders, right? It's important to know your stuff, but it's also important to really care and be able to show people that you care. And we think that you, their biggest competitive advantage is how much they care about their fellow man and fellow woman, you know, and it's really, really important right. that people understand mm-hmm. that and, and, and live from that when it comes to to their business, but also, frankly, when it comes to just being a good human being. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you,
0: well, you know, that's just it. And, and think thing about this is when you look at customer experience, it really should be an extension of wanting to help people. And one of the things that we, you know, in terms of when I give advice to people that are hiring customer service people, it's always, you know, to look for why do they want to help people? Where, what are the areas of their life do they do things to go and help people? Volunteer work, coaching, whatever that, you know, sports teams, whatever that is, what do they do to, help, to really try to help people? And when you find someone that has that, that value system, you know, to want to help people, that's the, the raw ingredient. That's the building block. Other things can be trained. Other things can be learned. But the intention has to be there that they want to be really helpful and they want to care about people. What I find typical with entrepreneurs as well is there's such an expert in their own particular niche, whatever that topic is or whatever that expertise is, and they have a passion for that. And again, as you mentioned, as entrepreneurs, that has to be there, right? And I know I've got that in my own business for 20 years, you know, is that passion to want to help people through my training work, and my speaking work. You know, that's there. The key about this, though, is to try to also, as you hire people, hire people that also want to help people, and then let them know about exactly how they can do it through whatever it is that you're, you're offering, expertise, technology, service, whatever that is. But really also, you know, with your entire organization, and again, I know we're talking about entrepreneurs or fairly small businesses, is to really let everyone in the organization know how they're impacting customers. You know, what is that, what I refer to as line of sight back to the customer. Because oftentimes I find, even when a company grows to even 20 or 30 people, you oftentimes find employees that lose sight of what the ultimate goal is. And they say, well, I work in shipping, you know, and I ship out boxes. Okay. No, you're shipping out in this case, because it was something that's very artistic and very creative. No, you're shipping out memories. You're shipping mm-hmm. out great birthday presents. You're shipping out someone's anniversary gift. Okay. It's not just sticking the label on the box, you know, and putting the correct postage on you're, you're shipping someone's, you know, you know, very appreciated gift. You know and hopefully making them happy or if you misspell the address on that you know possibly ruining that person's you know birthday so it's all really tying back to what ultimately is there for the customer and also i think the other thing i'd say too when it comes to looking again at, at the people who are leaders in this is focusing on the feeling what feeling do you want to create what emotion do you want to create it's not just getting the box there on time it's what feeling do you want to create and that's sort to drive into things like how do you pack the box You know, do you put a little note in the box? Do you change the color scheme? Whatever that is, what emotion do you want to create? What effect do you want to have on somebody? That's the
1: experience, the customer experience. You know, Mike, what you're saying is absolutely on point and brilliant because... Too many people today are scared to be that way in business. They think to themselves, oh my God, you know what? I I, I can't be that way. That's not business-like. I can't, I, I can't show my heart. I can't like be all about making people feel good. That's not what business is all about. But what you're saying is that is exactly what business is all about, right? Well, it is exactly. It's what feeling do you create? And again, if you look
0: at your competitors – Okay, whatever space that you're in, a lot of the bigger ones will have resources to do things like artificial intelligence analysis, mass surveys, big focus groups, etc. But again, they're having to go for big demographics, whereas as an entrepreneur, you can cater to smaller markets. So again, individuals, maybe in the hundreds or possibly thousands, but again, fairly small markets in terms of the numbers of people that you're dealing with in many cases, fairly local or fairly niche industries, like specifically, you know, certain uh, certain uh, industries. So you can really drill down there and try to be more personal and, find, and, and stand out from the crowd. Because if you're not going to compete in terms of multi-billion dollars worth of research, you better compete in terms of one-on-one interactions, heart, and the little touches that make you stand out from the crowd. Because that's the only reason why people would pick you is because you're different then, offer better service then, offer better, more, you know, one-to-one relationships then. The big players can. Because you can't, if you're a multi-billion-dollar player, you can't go one-to-one. If you're an entrepreneur with, you know, three, four hundred clients, you can do that. You can send a birthday note when you know it's your client's birthday. You know, you can do that in terms of special things to micro-target local things in your community because you're fairly local, and that gives you a better footprint and a way to compete. Okay, where you're actually being able to go and compete in places where your big competitors aren't right now.
1: Amen. Well said. I love it. This is powerful, powerful stuff. So, listener, you can hear from this that Mike Aoki is the real deal. He is truly a thought leader in the customer experience space, I'd go one step further and say you're a heart leader too, Mike. You're a thought leader who leads from his heart. So kudos on being a thought leader and on being a heart leader in this very important space of a customer experience. So Mike, we'd like to end off each and every single one of our interviews by asking you, as our expert guest, what are your top three expert action steps, pieces of advice that would you, you would give our listener to help him or her enhance their business, enhance their life? What say you? Well, I think the number one thing is, as that entrepreneur, as that thought leader, is
0: to really go back into, why are you doing this? What's your passion for this? How do you want to help people? Because no matter what you're offering, a technological technological solution of some kind, a physical product, a service of some kind, you know, thoughts themselves in terms of ideas or groundbreaking innovation, you know, in some way… You know, really drilling it down to why are you doing this? How do you want to help people? What difference do you want to make in people's lives? And really be able to focus on that because it'll drive your thought process in terms of how you approach your clients and potential clients as well. So that's number one. Uh, Number two is to go and look in terms of how can you then be able to help instill that in your staff, in your employees? How can you really focus on that? Uh, I'll give an example. Um, I won't name names in this one, but it was a speaker who themselves is excellent. As a speaker, and also in terms of when you interact with them their customer service skills unfortunately though they had a staff member that was well, very efficient very technologically you know sound very organized didn't necessarily have that same warmth and there's this weird, weird disconnect between, you know, hearing the speaker talking one-on-one and then talking to the, the person who's handling the administration side, who really was very competent, but really dry. It was like calling your dentist's office. You know, they gave you the appointment, they gave you the information, the website address, but very cold and clinical, and it, there was a mismatch there. And so as entrepreneurs, as leaders, think about for all your staff members now, even the ones that don't normally talk to customers that much, are they focused though on the ultimate end customer? Again, it's not the shipping and warehouse, it's you're delivering people's memories you know through these these packages so whatever it is focus back on that in terms of it instilling your passion in all of your staff and the customer service customer experience piece in all your staff the third piece is really focus in terms of employee engagement because in most industries when you have employees they do take a little while to get up to speed in the business now i focus a lot in the call center space the contact center space the normal you know rule of thumb there is that it takes typically anywhere from 6 months to a year to gain real competency you know, to know the products, the services, the customer scenarios well enough and have been through enough phone calls that you're actually and emails that you're actually able to go and really deliver great customer experience. The challenge for a lot of call centers is the fact that typically, you know, within one year, they bleed off between 30% up to, in some cases, up to 100% of their staff. And so you never get that sweet spot of experience. They leave as they get that. And so part of this is really focusing on the employee experience, not just the customer part of it, but now treat your employees in the sense of if they're customers of yours, what experience are they getting? You know, when they arrive for work, is it welcoming? Not just you welcoming them, but is the environment welcoming? Do they have the tools they need to be successful? Do you listen to them in terms of their suggestions and suggestions that they filter up from customers? You know, are you making them a valued part of your team? And are you looking in terms of how to retain your customer service people? You know, your shipping people, your warehouse people, delivery people, whatever that is, are you looking at retaining them? Because oftentimes if you retain, just like with customers, if you retain your great staff, it's often cheaper to retain them than to hire new people and train them all over again. So employee experience is really crucial and that's from the employee experience, if it's done properly, that's where you get great customer experience as well, because it's tough to have frontline people that are unhappy delivering great service, right? Happy employees that love what they do and know why it's important and have that feeling will deliver that to their customers. So those are my top three pieces of advice for entrepreneurs.
1: Those are three awesome expert action steps, Mike. Love them. Love them. So, Mike, if people want to find out more about you and what you do and want to engage with you, or if they know some organizations that could use a guru like you to help them with their customer experience efforts, how do they do that? One of the easiest ways is just through email. So it's just Mike,
0: M-I-K-E at reflectivekeynotes.com. So reflective, because it's all about reflection, right? So reflective keynotes. I so do a lot of keynote speeches.com.
1: Okay. I love it. I love it. Do you have a website as well? Is it reflectivekeynotes.com? Is that the best way for them to like, check out what you do? It is exactly. You can also follow me on Twitter as well,
0: uh, at Mike dot or sorry, Mike Aoki. So M I K E. And then my last name Aoki on Twitter. Uh, You can follow me there also on LinkedIn as well. If you want to link up with me as well, you can
1: do that. Again, it's Mike Aoki, A-O-K-I. Awesome. So we'll make sure we put that information in the show notes so that our listener can connect with you, get in touch with you, consume your information. So listener, you've been listening to the great Mike Aoki and you've you've been getting that this man is the real deal. He's a thought leader. He's a heart leader. And you might be thinking to yourself, wow. Can I be like Mike? Can I be somebody who's got great expertise that's recognized and is sought after? Can I I lead from my heart and still be successful as a businesswoman, as a businessman? The answer to that question is 100% yes. And here's what I want to offer to you. If you're interested in creating a blueprint for yourself, do this. Go to my website, ecircleacademy.com. That's ecircleacademy.com. Smack dab in the middle of the page, there's a button that says, watch free webinar. Watch the free webinar. It's going to tell you all about six great secrets that we have put together to help you do exactly that, help you put together a blueprint, a game plan to be just like my Aoki. Make sure you watch this webinar. And take the time to take really good detailed notes. It's absolutely free. It's going to make a big difference in your life. It's going to make a big difference in 2020 for you. So make sure that you do that. Mike Aoki, it really has been an honor to have you on the show. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you for sharing your heart and your love with our listener.
0: Oh, you're very welcome, Nikki. Thanks for having me on your show. I
1: appreciate it. Oh man, my pleasure. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast of the Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's amazing guest, the one and only, Mike Aoki, go to the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com. You can get all the information in there about how to get in touch with him, including his email address and his website, and to find out and create a blueprint for yourself to be able to be the kind of thought leader and heart leader that Mike Aoki is, make sure you go to ecircleacademy.com and watch that absolutely free webinar. Take really, really good notes.